a wet week. You wait till you go back to what? Why are you going to the barber here? Anything is an improvement to that. <laughs> no, yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Good morning. <laughs> you guys awake or <laughs> just double checking? Uh, anyway, happy Sunday. Thanks for coming through. Uh, some quick announcements before we get started here. Uh, if you need to use the restroom at all at any time during the sermon, uh, it is back through that door and to the left. TJ is back there. He is wearing a blue shirt and glasses uh, tucked on the white T-shirt. He will guide you if you happen to get lost along your way. Never fret. Um, and if you could, uh, just right now, just double check your cell phone. Uh, silence the cell phones. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> just silence the cell phones because if they go off during the church service, it's really uncomfortable for me, especially, uh, but for everyone else as well. It's very awkward. We'll point at you and laugh and that whole thing. Uh, no one likes to do that, um, except for maybe Jesse. Uh, and also please, uh, no food or drink in here as well. It looks like everyone is following the rules so far. Um, before, during, or after, uh, please, no drinks in here. And um, uh, everyone looks like they've moved pretty far forward. I don't know if, I don't know if you want to move forward at all or anything like that. Anyway, um, <laughs> nice guy. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, we uh, this is a fellowship. So if you have a question or comment, raise your hand. Uh, I will bring you the mic, or Samuel. Samuel will bring you the mic. Uh, if we give you the mic, just hold it in the fashion that I'm holding it. Try not to flail it about or hold it too far or too close. Uh, it won't sound very good. The people at home won't be able to hear you. Uh, we will try to remind you if you're, if you're doing uh, it. Again, just raise your hand if you have a question or comment. I will bring the mic. Sam will bring the mic. Anyways, that's all for now. Thanks for coming. Here's Jesse. <laughs> Amazing. Applause for the announcements. That's incredible. What happened? <laughs> I know. And nobody remember anything you said. <laughs> we'll remind them. What? <laughs>
Uh, where, where are you from? Fresno. Right on. Welcome to L.A. Thank you. All right. Any questions about anything? No. No? Well, thank you for coming, all right? You're welcome. All right. Yes, sir. So you're the father. I am, I am the father. What's your name? Um, my name's Isaac. Thank you for coming, man. Thank How you did you find us? us? I've been following you for a couple years now, nice. uh, probably almost a couple years, and I follow the Fallen State and the church. Well, thank you. And, uh, and also the radio show. Right on. So I just really enjoy it, and I've been uh, getting the family a little bit involved. Uh, How's that going? And uh, uh, we have a little, uh, <clears throat> there's a little rough spots with the, <laughs> with, with the wife, but, but she's actually, she's really good. So she, she's, she's good? Wow. Well, I mean, she uh, <laughs> she tolerates me well. She oh. tolerates me well. So amazing. Yeah. Any questions or anything? Not right now. Oh, Not okay. at the moment. Well, Just thank happy you to for be coming. here. Thank you. Yes. Yes. What's your name? My name's Symphony. How, what is it? Symphony. Oh, uh, how old are you? I'm also fifteen. You guys are twins, right? Yeah. Well, y'all look like identical twins. <laughs> it's like when I look over here and look over there, I'm looking at the same person. But you guys are not identical, you said. Uh, we're fraternal, so oh, not okay. identical. And do you beat beat up? Who's the baddest? Uh, she is. Oh, she. <laughs> she like to fight. Not really. We don't really fight. But when do we do? I guess she wins. Oh, you do. <laughs> well, thank you for coming. Any questions about anything? Uh, no, I don't have any questions. All right. Well, I'm glad you're here. Let me talk to your little brother. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Good. Nice. What's your name? Marcelo. Uh, how old are you? Six years old. Nice. My little godson is six years old. I think he may be seven now, though. Uh, did you have fun at Disneyland? Well, I'm almost seven. Oh, you're almost seven? When will you be seven? December 8th. Oh, nice. Did you go to Disneyland? Yeah. How was it? Very good. Very good? Right on. Thank you for coming, all right? Okay. Uh, yes. Let me talk to your mother. What's your name? Sean. Sean, thank you for coming. Um, any questions or anything? No questions. You tolerate your husband? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you tolerate about him? Just about everything. About everything? Yeah. <laughs> Can you give me an example? Um, maybe his hobbies. It, hobbies? Yeah. Oh, okay. You don't like his hobbies? Not really. Oh. But I got to compromise. That's right. Do you obey him? Not all the time. Why not? Uh, just how it is. That's just, I just, I feel like I don't need to obey him all the time. <laughs> and so when you married him, did you make a promise to obey? Uh, part of the vow, but. So in the vow you said, I promise to obey? Yeah, Were so did he. Were you lying? Was online. 
I don't think so, because he did the same vow. So. Oh, he, he promised to obey you? That's right. <laughs> he did? So that's why we're compromising. Oh, <laughs> well, no wonder. Well, any questions or disagreement? I'm glad you're here. Uh, no, not at the moment. Oh, okay. We've, One thing, though. Yes. Anniversary Your anniversary today? Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. How many years? Uh, nine. You're not sure? Nine. <laughs> Nine years. Amazing. And three kids. Yeah. Well, welcome to L.A., all right? Thank you. Yes. Yes, sir. This your first time? Thank you. Yes, this is my first time. And where are you from? From the Prairie area. From the Bay area. area? Yes. And what's your name? Lay. Lake? Lay, L-E-I. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you for coming. How did Thank you find you. us? Um... I watched a video on YouTube before, and I was reading the comments, and I, I saw that someone mentioned your name on there. Oh, okay. And uh, I think I, you know, they have those uh, videos on the side that they recommend or whatever suggests. Right. I clicked on one of them, and I think it was one of the uh, Savage Moments or something. Yeah, and I watched Savage few, or something. Yeah, I just ended up clicking on a few of them after that. It was kind of entertaining. <laughs> and um started watching... Uh, Pretty much watching, you know, all your other ones like uh, this one, The Fallen State, and uh, your show, and uh, Hake show too. You like Hake? You like his show? Yeah, I like Hake. You like his show? Yeah. Yeah. He is bad for a white man, huh? Oh yeah, <laughs> I agree. He's not afraid. No, he's not. And um, have you ever met a white man that wasn't afraid of the blacks? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't recall it now. Yeah. And I, I was down here for a wedding, and then um, as I was getting ready to drive back, I just came upon me. I wonder how far away they are from here, because I know they're in SoCal. So I just typed it in. I was like, oh, it was right there. Yeah. So I just stopped by for a few minutes. And right on, man. Thank you for back. coming. Any You're questions welcome. or disagreements? No. Nice. Yeah, it was uh, actually when I heard you speaking about a lot of things, they were more like confirmations. And um, I realized a lot of that stuff I've been, I was going through for, you know, uh, early on. Yeah. When I was, I guess, started seeking for truth. Right on. Yeah. Did you go and forgive your mother? Um, you know, <laughs> that <mean> no. <laughs> it happened. No, yeah. So short answer, no. But in a way, it did. So um, there was a time where, you know, when I was in high school, uh, my parents and I, we didn't get along, obviously. So I went my own way. And um, something, you know, I guess you could say, uh, I don't know, my my heart was changed one day. You know, all of a sudden one day I woke up and I, it was I, uh, it was in value, it was important to me to to do the right thing or whatever, right? Yeah. So I just started figuring out what that was, and uh, I ended up at a church somewhere because I was working there just as a job. It was my first job. Right. And uh, I, I took the job to get away from some other stuff. But then um, the way I was supporting myself before that, I had to give a lot of that stuff up. So when I did that, I ended up um, living in my car for a while. Nice. So, uh, and I have friends, you know. I, I have friends at the time. I had a girlfriend. And I couldn't be, I couldn't live with any of them because I know I would just be back where I was. Right. And then so I just, you know, try to figure it out in a way. I stayed in my car, worked at the church, 
and I was working only like 20 hours a week. But um, I tell you, I was the happiest person in the world of me yeah. in that car. That's you right, know? man. And then after a while, like, I I felt like I was laid off. I somehow, you know, ended up running into my parents again through, like, mutual friends or even uh, I had a sibling that was working at the church already. And then I felt led to, like, just reconcile that, you know, because no no one was taking the first step, so I did that. And I felt like uh, I think at that moment, thinking back, that was a time where I, I forgave him in a way. Right. And I did uh, – try to you know do it in person when I was with them because I moved ended up living in their garage for a while wow. uh, they let me back uh before you know <laughs> and I realized why I left them in the first place but um <laughs> but you know um slowly over time you know like I would bring something up and it was always just arguments and you know, my parents are together still so they are you know yeah it's my dad's house right so it's just house rules in a way so I respect that. But uh ended up to the point talking about the anger stuff, you know. It was a lot of yelling and and then I learned, you know, I after a while I just had peace and I would just sit there and let him yell. And after a while I'm like, You the only one arguing here. <laughs> yeah. And I mean I guess I was free from that. But I have recently I have uh spoke to my mom one on one and I told her, you know, kinda told her, Hey, we need to sit down and talk because I need to tell you, get some stuff off of me. I already got it off of me, but I want to do it while yeah, we're still must, alive. Yeah, God said, go and forgive. Yeah. But I want to do it with both of them right. at the same time. Um, how old do you know? I'm 39. I just yeah. turned 39. Yeah, man. I actually started following you uh, like March, this past March, right March on. or April. Well, I really want to encourage you to face her because you get your courage back and everything. Yeah. Your whole self. All right. Yeah. I'm glad you're here, man. Thank you. Yeah. Um, the one thing I w- want to ask before I get rolling, I want to start with the young man in the back with the white T-shirt. Um, I want to ask, are you an individual? Are you a yourself? You don't fit in with anybody. Because I noticed that in society today, finding an individual is like looking for a needle in a haystack. I noticed that with the millennials, they're all the same. Once every blue moon, you may run up on one that's an individual, but that's rare. And I noticed that in the generation after that, what do they call Zs? They're all the same. There's, I haven't seen one unique Z yet. And I've been, I looked up and down. <laughs> I looked up and down the earth. And I could not find one individual in the Z category. What's the age, uh, Chris, for the Z category? The oldest is probably now close to their mid-20s. And so the youngest would be mid-teens, I suppose. Mid-teens. Yeah. And I noticed that in the Z, all the men are just like the women. In the Z, there's not one man that stand apart in the Z group. Anybody notice that? Whatever the women say do, they do it. Really? Women say shave. They'll shave. The women say, live with me. They'll live with them. The women say, wear your hair a certain way. Like a woman. They'll put it on. And then they excuse it. There's no free thinking. This is not good. And in the millennial group, once, you know what I mean? Once in a while you may run up on it. 
but it's not prevalent. And I wonder when did this happen where I noticed that even with my over the years since I when I hire employees, I look for employees who are unique in their way. And so when we bring them in, we're bringing in new and fresh ideas, right? And so they'll come in and they'll say, so I t- interview them for the job, and I'm, what's your talent? They would tell me. And I'm like, oh, okay, nice. Because you want new stuff sometimes, you know, fresh stuff. Right? No? What you do? We have a business. <laughs> and so you bring them in, and then they'll be, you know, cool, but after a while they become just like all the other employees. Nothing new, nothing fresh. It's the same old stuff. And you wonder, what happened? I, I remember we had one employee here. He's not with us in, anymore, but so don't look at the, the ones here right now. They're going to be wondering, is, who is it? He was very talented. And uh, he was kind of bold, right? And it just did his thing. So I gave him a, a certain job to do. And after a while he went dim. He just had no ideas, no, he just became like everybody else. And I wonder what happened. How did he lose his identity? Um, I was watching the uh, prime minister of uh, Hungary, and he was being interviewed by Tucker Carson. And it was fascinating. And that's what really got me to thinking, too, about there is no individuality right now. It's rare. When I was growing up, it was everywhere. It was just, you can tell a unique person. And when the world tried to bring that unique individual down, their friends and anything, they still strong. And most of the time when you're individual, you have to stand alone because the world would turn against you. I don't care what it is you do, right? But this prime minister, uh, Tucker, in his country, what he's doing, he's about family and closed borders. He don't let nobody in. If you happen to get across the borders, they'll stop you right there. They'll interview you. They'll take pictures of you. And they'll walk you through a little door and you back out there. They don't play. <laughs> and they're for family countries, so they encourage people to get married, have babies. They don't let them in. And so Tucker asked him, why is that? Why, why is it that you're so unique? And how... Why is it that the rest of the world hates you? Because they used to be a part of something called the, uh, what's that thing, James, when all the countries just... Communist? No. What? Yeah, European Union. And the European Union, from what I can gather, is when all the countries agree to be friends and let's do the same thing. Right? Don't, don't spit on the ground unless you tell me you're going to do it. Kind of thing. But he decided not to be a part of that, right? I think he's not a part of it. And as a result of not being a part of it, his country is amazing. It's beautiful. It's clean. Uh, it's so safe that even the prime minister himself can ride around at times with no bodyguard. He can, you know, here you need a bodyguard. You need the army and everything, right? But this guy traveled around as prime minister in his country at times with no bodyguard. And, and the rest of the countries that have, they hate him. They, they call him a tyrant. The United States hate him. And the rest of the European Union hate him because he is set apart from everybody else. 
and they and they have allowed all kind of people to go into their countries from Africa, over in that area, from Africa and the Alaubaba people, wherever they come from, right? And it's a mess in their countries, but right in this small area, it's beautiful. It's safe. I'm moving there. I've been trying to figure out where to go. I'm moving to. Where am I moving to? Hungary. <laughs> and even in the United States, it's attacking him for, they call him a tyrant because he won't let everybody in. And so Tucker asked him, why is it that your country is doing so well? And he said, um, he is a Christian. I'm a, and I'm paraphrasing. I'm a Christian. And he said, Christianity and those other countries don't mix. They don't mix. And so when you bring them in, because they don't mix, they would not get along. And it wouldn't work. And I'm like, wow, that is so true. Because I know there's a lot of mismarriages and all that stuff that doesn't work, right? And we have allowed a lot of people to come into our country. And, and it don't work because they're not Christians. So they don't agree with the same values. And, but we have been told that we're supposed to all mix and we're supposed to be the same and people fall for it. But that idea comes from the world and it's just not true and it doesn't work. And, and then last night I was watching a documentary on, um, uh, I needed to write it down because I forget. What is the name of the cowboy guy that make his own movie? Clint Eastwood. Have y'all ever seen the documentary on Clint Eastwood? Yeah. Amazing documentary. He is an individual. And, and the other people in the movie industry for years been trying to stop him. They've been going against him. They've been fighting him. And yet, he doesn't switch. And he made amazing movies, right? And won all kinds of wars and things like that. But he refused to give in to the crowd. He refused to look like everybody else and be like everybody else and just fit in with everybody else. And when I remember growing up, I was, I just didn't know too many fit-in people. I knew some, you know, of course, because there are always some weak people. Weak people fit in with the crowd. It's like driving in the parking lot to the airport. Everybody trying to get right at the front. It's like cars jammed up right. And then you drive right down a few aisles from there, and there are... Uh, there is a lot of parking places. You're like, what the? Because everybody wants to fit in. Most people are afraid today to be alone, to stand alone. And Clint Eastwood has been a, a perfect, and he's gone through a lot, but he's been a perfect example of standing alone. And I noticed that when you stand alone, your talent come out. What God has created you to be, it will happen because you're not trying to fit in you're not trying to get along to go along and all that kind of uh, type of stuff. I remember growing up, even as a kid, even though I was beta, a uh, beta baby, I still refused to just fit in. I went through a lot. People say stupid stuff, but I would not fit in. I remember when older people used to do wrong stuff, and I would say, no, that's wrong. And one of my aunts told me, I was like a little kid, right? She did something that was wrong. I said, uh-uh, that's wrong, whatever I said to her. She's like, boy, your mouth's going to get you in trouble one day. Because you're not supposed to talk to older people, right, like that. But even today, since I started bond, I've gone through a lot. 
But there's nothing in me that want to give in. I, I can't see not being me because you can't be happy being someone else. I, uh, I had some preacher call the other day telling me what I should or should not say. You shouldn't say this about women. Or, or if you, I'm like, well, is it true? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true, but it's how you say it. How do you say the truth? You know, I didn't speak the truth, right? But so one of the things that wrong with the world today, there are no individuals rare and the world's falling apart because they're listening to the world. I was even thinking about the, the vaccine shot thing that they're pushing right now. I was thinking these people are mad at you because you won't take a vaccine in your body and they're trying to make you take it. They're like, they're dividing the vaccine people against the unvaccinated people, right? And they're like yelling and fighting and carrying on. I never knew that one day in America that someone would force you to put something in your body that you didn't want. That, you know, it's just crazy. But a whole lot of weak people are falling for it. Do what you want, but a lot of weak people. There are no individualities right now. At my gym, there are a lot of young black guys that go there. They look a mess. They got all this dry stuff on their heads and tied up with ropes. And I'm glad you took your head rag off because I wanted to mention this today. And, uh, and then they got head rags around it and looking just like a woman by the head. And, and I'm like, where are the individuals? A man cut his hair. He looked neat. You know, he, he doesn't look like a woman by the head. So, I, oh, and then I looked at, I'm telling you, I looked up and down the earth. I could not find one. So I was thinking about the, uh, the intellectuals. They're all about science now. Have you noticed that? And, and, and they're using it in a way where it's destroying the world. It's not effective at all now. And then I looked at the Bible thumpers, the preachers and all that. They're about theology. Isn't that the word I asked you about? They're about theology, and they're not about God at all. They're not about salvation. They're not about becoming sons of God. They're about theology, and they're all the same. They say the same thing. They have the same pains and misery, but they're all about the same. There is no individual, so I want to know what happened, and where are they, and how do we get them back? All right? Are you an individual? Yes, sir. And, and why do you say, no, right here in the mic, yeah. Okay. Are you an individual? Yeah. I'm sorry? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and why do you, how do you know you are? Uh, there's no one else even remotely like me that I've ever met. You don't follow the crowd? We're not to conform to the patterns of this world, if I'm not mistaken. To what now? We are not to conform to the pattern of this world, if I'm not mistaken. And you haven't conformed at all? Uh, I think we're all guilty of it. How about you? I, I'm, I'm probably too guilty of, of, uh, of resisting every pattern that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> because some patterns can be healthy if they're godly, if they're scriptural, you know, they're biblical. So that's the exception. Like what for this? And I know you might not be even thinking of an example right now. But like what, for an example? 
Well, it's anything that's, that's commanded to us, you know, to pray, to love each other. Those kind of things are, are godly and healthy. So we should, we should make a pattern out of something like that. But that's not a pattern of the world. That's a pattern of God. And how do you make a pattern of that? Well, you could watch Jesse Peterson's silent prayer video. There you go. Over and over and over. Without ceasing. Without ceasing. I was, matter of fact, I was, as you were speaking on the topic a couple of minutes ago, I hadn't given a lot of thought to it, but as you were speaking on it, I was, I was kind of meditating and breathing and the Lord was revealing some things on the topic. So I think it's a, it's a good one to bring up. And, uh, I think God has, uh, has made us all unique and we need to, uh, we need to accept, accept that and find the way to use those talents and those gifts to, to serve Him and to grow the kingdom and, and to love each other. So, and how does one find that? Uh, I, for me, it's through a relationship with him. You know, I've had to struggle because I think it's easy for us when we have a certain talent to build up our ego around that talent, you know, to to decide that I made this thing called me, this greatness that is I have, this skill that I have. You know, I I created this, I developed this. And so we have to be cautious about that. That's the other side of the individuality. And, and a lot of companies out there and businesses would, would like to cultivate you being that ego person that has these talents because they can uh, capitalize on that. And it also brings people away from God. So I think, you know, that's one area to be cautious about. But if we're, we're building up those skills in order to grow the kingdom and to love each other and serve God uh, and be part of the body, which we're called to be, then, uh, that's where I think individuality is really um, something that God wants for us. Amazing. Let me talk to the young man in front of you. Are you an individual? <clears throat> Sometimes. Are you an individual? <laughs> this always. is such an important <laughs> topic because uh, when you read the history of America, that's what made America so great. Individuals made America great, not co- not this whole group kind of thing, right? And I don't see individuality anymore. I'm way Everybody more. Everybody and mama have tattoos. Even the men have big old. I'm like, what the? Somebody said put a tattoo on. Now everybody wear a tattoo. <laughs> Nobody's standing out. Everybody afraid not to have a tattoo. Um, even at church, they'd be on the cell phones. You want to get off your cell phone, buddy? You want us to wait? Is it a drug call or something? Uh, he's like really into it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you don't want Chris to come up here. <laughs> You're going down. Let me just finish here. Yes, sir. I was just going to say that before I met you, I was not an individual because I lived completely in my ego, so I was always trying to please other people and have them make me feel good. But since meeting you and listening to your message, I do have way more confidence to be an individual and not just to go along to get along anymore and not to care so much if people like me, just to say what I believe to be true. What is it like not being yourself but fitting in with the crowd? It's like... It creates so much anxiety and stress because it's I, it's like something you could never get enough of. The more that you get feedback that's positive, the more you need to feel positive. 
And it's like, yeah, it's, you feel weak. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was like really in sin, doing my sin stuff, right? I knew I was wrong. I just didn't know how to overcome it. And then the people around me were doing their stuff too, and they would pretend that it was right. I'm like, uh-uh, something wrong with this? I knew it was wrong, but I just didn't know how to overcome it. But I know, noticed too that everybody promote the same thing as though it's a right, and people are afraid to go against it. I was looking at this video the other day, a guy up in San Francisco, I guess. Uh, he had some type of antique store, it seems. And some man came in with yeah, a dress on. Did y'all see that? <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> we'll play it tomorrow on the show. And this, and the, and the older white guy that owned the store, he must have had a sign in the window that says, what did the sign say? It's something about transgender, how stupid they are. And he was, this guy, the big white guy came in with a dress and a blouse. And that man was like, and, and so it shows him arguing. And the old man said, no, you're not a man. You look stupid. You're a woman in a dress. No, well, other way around. He was a man in a dress. Right, you're, you're a man in a dress. He like, no, I'm a woman. He like, no, you're not. And he like, well... I'm, I'm going to see what my friends think about you, or something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but you'll see it tomorrow. And he was like, well, every time I put the sign up that says you're a man in a dress, my business goes up. Somebody got to tell the truth. Somebody got to be, and I respect that from that guy. And he's from the old school. But in the old school, there are more individuals than there are in the new schools. It's all the same. He was like a white Jesse. Yeah. But because he's from the old school. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's just crazy what's going on. And I think I know why it's like this, and we'll get back to that in a minute. But anyway, it was miserable being everybody else instead of yourself. It was really miserable, especially when in the end, those people, when it came down to it, all turned against me anyway. Yeah. So it was like, what a waste of my life, <laughs> trying to impress them. So now, yeah. I take it Did you grow up being trying to fit in with everybody else? I was. I grew up. I didn't actually fit in. I was like the troublemaker kid in the family. But I had immense pressure from all my aunts and uncles to fit in. Like they said, you have to be this way. You have to be this way. And I wasn't that way. But I learned how to still fit in in other ways. You know what I mean? Like I would rebel, but I'd go get tattoos. You know what I mean? Amazing. So, yeah. So I was just doing the same thing, just in different ways, really. I remember when tattoo first became a big thing, and at the time the church said, your body is the temple of the Lord, and you should not put tattoos on, right, because you're defying the temple. And that alone kept me from t tattoos. But there are so many Christian people not in tattoos, not even funny. But that alone kept me away from them, and I'm glad now I didn't do it. Because when you get old, those tattoos, look, they look awful anyway. But in the worst we go, because your skin all wrinkled, nasty. You feel a bit silly. Yeah, you look silly. Can't take it off. What a mess. What a mess. And so, you did you know you at the time when you fit in? Did you know you were fitting in with the crowd? Fitting no. In, in? No, I just thought that's what everyone else did, and that's what I was supposed to do. I didn't realize I wasn't being a godly man by doing that. I wish I would have met you earlier. <laughs> I um. I noticed that fitting people, you can't tell them that you're, that ain't right. You don't look right. Because they're defending, fitting in. They want to say, oh, yeah, am I wrong? 
They're like, no, this is right. But anyway, and so now you you're fitting in sometimes, and sometimes you don't, right? No, now I like I make a conscious effort not to fit in, like, and to speak up, like, yeah, and it's way better. Oh, okay. I nice. actually I got the best compliment ever. This guy watched your video and he said, "Oh, Nate's kind of like a white Jesse." And I was like, wow, that is so cool that he thought I was like Jesse. I know it's not true. I'm not there right. yet. But just that say. he even thought that about me, though. Yeah, I was like, that is the best thing anyone's ever said about me. Amazing. I know. It's cool. Are you able to deal straight up with your wife now? 100%. You're not afraid at all? Not at all. She doesn't make you cry? Never. Oh, she doesn't make you cry? Never. She used to be able to, but not anymore. <laughs> your wife used to make you cry? My wife used to be able to make me cry, yeah. Wow. I know. I was weak. Yeah, I understand. But not anymore. And now you're strong. And and what's amazing is how I've seen my daughters completely change as well because of that. Like yeah. when that dynamic changed, Absolutely. like they'll get a bit of that anger, but they'll come back five minutes later, apologize. They can see it. Like it changed everything. That's just, right. Because the light is in the father. Yeah. I, I so believe that now. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I'm glad yeah. to hear that, man. Yeah. Amazing. Let me take here first. Yes, sir. I just see. I just want to say. Um, I want to tell you a story. Is this I your have, first time here? No, it's my second time. Oh, okay. It's been a while since my first time, but I just let's catch up real quick. All right. I want to tell a story about when I was in eighth grade. Me, my friend Matt, me and John. John and I. Yeah, we wanted to. Uh, well, Don't the three ever of us. let hate hear you say me and John. The three, the three of us. <laughs> oh. Okay, we were best friends, and we told my mom <laughs> that we wanted to get tattoos and ear piercings. She said, "Wait till the end of the year." We waited till the end of the year, and we said, all those kids with that stuff, in those terms, we said, that stuff is gay. Yeah, absolutely. I, I never understood, and I know there are some guys here with earrings and all this stuff. So. <laughs> I never understood, well, I understand, but I never understood how any male was convinced to put on earrings. Cause that doesn't even feel right. It just feel gay, right? <laughs> Put them on. <laughs> like you're up in the morning in front of the mirror, putting on earrings. And your body telling you, isn't that so pretty? Look like that's the sign, don't put them on. But the guys put them on anyway. Fit in kind of people. Amazing. Yes, ma'am. Um, I just had a question about... Uh, are you when an individual? Now? Are you an individual? I'm not sure. <laughs> Are you an individual? No. <laughs> <laughs> now? I'm not sure. No. <laughs> you have to go around uh, the mountain to get the truth. Because <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm like, like he said. What caused you not to be an individual? When? Not when fitting in my family. Or? Yeah, I remember actually. I was gonna share with you. I remember the day I stopped being an individual. Like clearly, the clearly is like the most clear memory in my life. It was like I was always when I was a kid. I was born in a family that was really promiscuous. I didn't believe in God. My mom was always with a lot of men. My my brothers and my sister were like a mess, and I was always the one that uh, just was always like trying to be better, study, be focused, um, be with God. I was the only one that was going to church walking distance, like just walking because nobody will get me there. Right. And that's what, how my nature was, right? My real self. But everybody around me was always telling me, you're going to end up alone. 
you're gonna be, you're like an old grumpy lady. Um, you're like a grandma. They call me the grandma of the house because I was doing all those things. One thing about the world, when if you're an individual, they will work overtime to draw you in. It's like they can't stand for one light to shine. They're yeah. trying to draw you in. It's like it's like in a debate. Yeah. If they don't win the debate, then they'll turn against you and they'll lie on you, right? Uh, and that's, yeah. And so they work overtime. I was thinking of the the prime minister of the Hungarian prime minister, that man is literally dealing with the world around him. They, now there's an election coming up, and the United States and others are trying to run. Uh, they're supporting guys running against him. And these guys are wicked, based on the story that I've heard about them. They're wicked. But they're rather, these people are anti-Semitic. They're anti-everything, right? And his enemies are supporting them in the upcoming election to try to put that one light out. Isn't that amazing? They can't stand one light. And that's how it is in families and everything. If one light shines, you got to go. They're going to work overtime to put that light out. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening to you. Yeah, that's what. And then I remember one day, um, my sister, we were inviting some friends. And I always was, like, looking out for, like, people. Like, I didn't want to make, like, do wrong to people, you know? Like, if we had our word, oh, we're doing this, we ha- and we have to, like, we have our word. We have to make our word, right? I was really, like, a, like an ethical person. And then my sister was like, why are you, like, you're going to end up like my tia Linda, my aunt Linda, alone, virgin, with 16 years old, with this and that. Alone, you're like, virgin? Yeah, my, my aunt. Alone, virgin? Yeah, my oh. aunt is alone. She hasn't had sex, and she's, like, 16. Nice. Um, but everybody, you see it nice, but they saw it It's hard it as, to find a virgin now. <coughs> they saw it as the worst thing in the world. It's like 10 years old, they're gone. Yeah, so, <laughs> well, yeah, so it, then I remember that they, I was like. And so how, what happened? Is, yeah, what happened? I've, I've, I felt so ch- such a pressure with everybody telling me I was always like an old lady and I was going to end up alone. I was just like, okay, whatever. Let's just don't answer the phone to our friends, and let's just go do whatever we want to do. And I remember the separation between myself and the the yeah. new me yeah. that it wasn't me. It yeah. was such a hard thing to realize, and it was just a separation. It was like completely out of body experience, and that's when I remember, oh my gosh. Um, and then I just went off, and of course it took me time. But I just kept going and going, and you just get into this hole where you just keep going and you're not stopping. And it was, I then disappeared. Myself disappeared. I was always doing what my family was saying to do, yeah. and it was horrible. And I never, and I resented, I had a lot of resentment till today with myself because I allowed that. I allowed that Linda to fade away. Well, when you're young like that, you're not to blame. That's why you have parents to protect you from evil like that. Yeah. And if they don't protect you, then the world will do that to you. Uh, so that's not your fault. You shouldn't feel guilty about that. Yeah, I'm Now that you're an adult, that. Yeah. you should just realize you, you're I'm, wrong I'm and realizing. go and forgive, but don't judge yourself. Otherwise, you would never overcome it. Yeah. Because that's how you stay in the darkness, by having an opinion about it. And, and it, I think that's the one thing, it. because you're asking me if I'm an individual, the guilt that I feel for being part of the world um, that I have been feeling because I'm getting better. It's the one that has kept me to don't be an individual. 
because it's like, who are you? Like, you are not worthy of of this. Like, you're not worthy of being an individual because you've been lying to everybody about who you are. Yeah. This is not for you, kind of thing. But I wanted to ask you something about people that try too much to don't fit the crowd. Like, almost like in a rebel. Like, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, because I, well, my sister that. is I like I want to kind of end it with that. Tell people about that. Yeah. Remind me to answer that. Yeah. All right. I do want to answer that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I definitely do. Anybody else? Um, so who else is not an individual? Don't be afraid to say it now. That's why I like to ask the question before I lay it out. Everybody, everybody else is are individuals here. You're not an individual? Right here. I feel like it's hard to define that because I think to, to a certain extent everybody is an individual, but then some people conform less than others, and since so we all kind of conform to something. Like you either it's like you say you're either influenced by good or influenced by evil. So I find myself, you know, in the past I was influenced by evil. I was conforming with that, and I thought I was an individual, but now I'm conforming with good. You know, and, and I'm not the only one doing that, so, you know, it's kind of hard to tell. You know, I, I guess sometimes I'm an individual, sometimes I'm not. So sometimes you are, sometimes you're not. Yeah, because individual. I think sometimes we have to conform with good ideas, you know what I mean? So but Why do you think that? Um, just, you know, like, if everybody's doing the silent prayer, then in a way we're, we're conforming with the silent prayer, but, in that, but that's a good thing. You know, but I guess everybody does it in their own individual way. You know, nobody does it exactly the same, exactly the same amount of time and all that. So I guess in a way, we're all individuals in that way. Uh, it's kind of so harder. you don't really know what it is to be an individual. Uh, I do, but I feel like it's hard to define because there's ways you could say everybody's different. Nobody is exactly a hundred percent. Like who? I mean, like you, you said earlier, like the Generation Zs, like they're more the same, but they, they're still a little different from no, each other. No, they're all the same. They all look alike. They act yeah, alike. Yeah, that's true. They all dye they their hair. Alike. They walk alike. Yeah. They're they all yeah. the same, like they came from the same person. I guess it's a generational thing then because... But, yeah. So you don't know what it is to be an individual? I and do, it's not a concept. Yeah. We're fellowshipping, so relax. I do, but I don't know if I'm... A hundred percent an individual. I think I might be an individual who sometimes conforms. So you think that it's possible for an individual to conform? Yeah, I mean, we all speak English, you know, so we're conforming with that, you know, in order to communicate with you. So sometimes you have to conform a little bit. What would you rather speak? Uh, I, I wouldn't rather. <laughs> what? The? I think, like, sometimes we have to conform to certain values, you know, like, Speaking English, right instead of wrong. Want for us? Yeah. Conf- so you're not sure if you're an individual or not. Yeah, not sure. Maybe he pressing the off and on button. Yeah. So you're not sure if you're an individual or not. I don't know. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. It's weird. And and how do you decide not to be? So some, you're walking down the road, you're an individual. And by the time you get to the stoplight, 
yeah. in the group. I guess sometimes I have to agree, not make myself agree with people, but I just automatically do. I guess so then I could say I am an individual because I choose to agree or disagree with people. So you I guess choose yeah. to be a group thinker. Yeah, sometimes I choose, choose to think with the group. But why it's would not you do that? Because I agree with them. So oh. it's not like I'm forcing myself to agree with people. I just naturally agree with them. Okay. Uh, I don't choose to, like, I'm not a contrarian. I'm never a contrarian. Like, some people just will disagree with you just for the sake of disagreeing with you. Like, they really don't know if they agree or disagree. Right. They just want to be on on the other side just to piss you off, you know, so. Okay. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, here's how I know I'm an individual. Uh, because when I was in the fallen state, I everybody hated me and I hated myself and I had no friends. Now I still have no friends, but I'm at peace. And so I'm just like, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a total change. It's, it's a total change, though. It's a total change, Jesse, because it's okay. like I can see I've been reflecting on, like, through my life and people around me I work with, and I'm like, Wow, these are a bunch of males. They're women's and males' bodies. You know, their spirit. And like, I one client, he's like, "God, we have to have passion for what we do." And I'm like, "What? Why do we have to have? Passion? I don't want to have passion." Amazing. <laughs> you know, so I'm like seeing this, and I'm just like, "I ain't going along with that. No way." You All know? right. I was reading a comment, and I sometimes I read them, and most of them I don't. And it was about, I guess, something I had said at one of the church services about. Adam told Eve, I mean, Eve didn't listen to Adam. He told her not to eat the apple, but she ate it anyway. And somebody commented in the, in the thing, Jess is wrong. Adam did not tell Eve not to eat the apple. Something dumb like that, right? And then somebody on my behalf responded to that. And I'm like, well, I would have never responded to that. That's such a dumb statement that I wouldn't even respond to it. Who's going to argue about if Adam told Eve not to eat an apple or not? If you want to think it, say it, it don't matter. Something is not worth responding to. You know what I mean? Or maybe I'm wrong. Ermis, are you an individual? Um, no, I don't think I'm, um, no. You're not an individual? I don't think so because I, uh, I still see myself go, um, you know, kind of wanted to be liked by the world, and so yeah. sometimes I'll go along with, or not let, not totally be myself in certain situations. And how did that happen to you? Um, it's just not being totally connected to God and seeking approval from the world. When growing up as a kid, you was a, a go along to get along. Kind yeah, of guy? you know, I wanted to fit it like uh, certain groups would put pressure on you to be part of that group. You know what I mean? Like, and it's something hard to overcome. Um, no, I don't think it's hard to overcome. Honestly, why? Well, I hadn't really thought it? about it. I mean, you're kind of bringing it to my attention now because I hadn't really like really thought about it. But I do see that I have this. You know, I want to be liked by people and kind of so certain things. I'll in certain situations I'll go along or won't be totally myself in those situations because. Yeah. I don't want to seem extreme or I want them to like, you know, I want to get along, you know, I want them to like me, that kind of thing. So 
that is a weakness that I need to get over. So, I'm sorry. But I, was, I said that's a weakness. So, I would say no that I'm not totally myself or totally an individual. What is it like to live that way? What does that feel um, like? That's a good question. I don't know. Let me. I got to smoke on that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know how a person can live happily that way. I can't imagine going along with the crowd. And if you write about something, as, as you were saying, it's right. Okay, that's the truth. But that's not like fitting in. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. <laughs> are you a fit-in or are you an individual? I think I'm a fit-in. <laughs> I can tell by that laughter. <laughs> and why do you think you're a fit-inner? I think that I, there's still a part of me that cares what people think. It's shrinking. Like, every day it's, like, slowly, like, getting further from me. But right. I still have that. Like in the back of my mind. And why do you care what people think or say? Because the one thing about people, because the hearts are evil, they're going to talk about you where you're walking on clouds or walking on land, right? They're going to do it anyway. But why do you, because they have no love, mm-hmm. salvation of the heart, right? Why do you care at all at this point? Um... I think I'm still growing, and the ego is still there. Yeah, it's not like as strong as it was, like when I first started listening to you. Because I, I am able to speak up, um, but maybe not be like say exactly what I want to say. You don't say exactly what you want to say. No, like I do speak up, but like I try to be nice about it still. And why? I don't know. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't want to hurt like anyone's feelings. You don't want to hurt their feelings? Yeah. You don't love them enough to be straight up honest? To be like completely straight up? No, probably not. You don't love them enough to be straight up? Mm-mm. Yeah. I understand that. And what is it like to live that way? Mm. It makes me like, like I do want to get to a point where I want to be like straight up like completely, but so I guess it's just like, I know um, that it's possible to get there. It really is. So, like, I'm encouraged by that. And I know, like, one day I will, like, yeah. completely be honest with people. But, yeah. Amazing. Um, you had your hand? I was just saying, why do I worry about other people's thoughts? Yeah, why do you worry about what other people think? They don't have the silent prayer. No, why do you worry about what other people think? Because they're stuck in their thoughts. And I want no, them to you, the not them, prayer. you. Well, oh, you worry about oh. them because they, they're in their head? Yeah, they're in their head thinking why about me. Why do you me? care about that? If you love them, you would tell them the truth. But I would tell them the truth. Uh, but I'm just saying I worry for them because they're in their thoughts. Oh, okay. I only dive into my thoughts when I'm ready to do the silent prayer after and get out of them. Amazing. Nice. Are you individual? Absolutely. Oh. Right here, uh, I'm gonna say yes. You gonna say yes? Yeah. Why are you laughing? Why are you saying? <laughs> you looked at me like I'm gonna say yeah. <laughs> like, like you don't believe it. No, I'm gonna say yes. And why do you say yes? I say yes because I'm at a point where I don't really care what people think, and if they tell me something, I'll listen. But again, unless it's 
something I, like it sounds right and I research myself, it's kind of one ear out the other. And why should I want to make someone like, like me or appease someone? Like that means that at some point we're going to disagree and then they're just going to be out of my life. So I'd rather just what you get is what you get from me. Right. So I'm just going to be myself. And if you can't take it, then we're not meant to be together right now. Are just, you able to tell friends. when you're being influenced about a, a, with the crowd around you? I really don't get influenced. I'm kind of just, if I'm hanging out with people, like I hang out with like Gen Z people a lot. And so Are you a Z? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know they all got that messed up hair? No, I mean, some of them, some of them do. Especially the black ones. They do a lot of interesting stuff. The white ones stuff. have on hit rags. The black ones have on messy hair. You know, it's a little... It's a, Would they you do a ever lot. wear that hair? What? What? No, like, there's that, so that. many styles. So which one? Right. Either one of them. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I could ever get, like, dreads or anything like that. And so what's happening now, then? Right now, I just like my hair. We're looking at it, right? Do you know we can see it? You don't I have just, a hat I have on. I have curly hair. I'm not dreading it up. Like, I'm not doing anything. You have curly it. hair? Yeah, this is just curls. This is just... I have Anybody here thought they were curls? See? Yeah, I did. They're just curly. It's just curly. Like, I haven't done anything But why it. is it so napping? <laughs> curls are supposed to be like low curls, right? Like waves. I, I don't want waves. Well, you need to put then a sign I need a do-rag. I don't want a do-rag. You need to put a sign that says, my hair is really curly. Because it looks like those other folks. Well, see, I'm not, I'm not trying to appease anyone or trying to... Because you're fitting in. No, I'm not. I'm doing it for me. I'm not doing it because they did it. Cause, so they messed, up, they messed something up, right? They, they like their style. You like your style. I'm doing whatever I like. I just like well, my hair. Well, they all got that. Not all of them. Name one. You don't have that. You're black. I'm not a Z. Well, some of them have their hair short. They like their waves and the do-rags. I just like mine longer. Why are your dad biting his lips right now? I don't know. <laughs> but, anyway, see, so you're but not I made that choice with the crowd right no, now. No, I made that choice myself. Like, I'm not cutting it to make people happy. I'm not letting it grow to make people happy. I'm just doing it because I like my hair right now. But when the white man sees you, he's going to thank you all of them. I mean, the white man still gave me a job, so I'm not complaining. He's scared and not see, to. But see, when I want to cut it, I cut it. it. Black, white people are afraid not to give the blacks a job. And when they give them a the job, they're afraid to tell them to cut your hair. Well, see, when I, when I want to cut my hair, I cut my hair. So it's my choice. Amazing. So I say I'm an individual because I'm making that choice. I'm not doing it because you're saying cut my hair. I'm not doing it because someone says grow my hair. I'm just doing it because I like my hair. So at the end of the day, it doesn't really bother me what people say as long as I'm good with what I'm doing. If I think it's right, then I'm doing it. But if the crowd was wearing it, wouldn't that tell you something wrong because the crowd always take the road that leads to destruction? Isn't that like a sign that maybe you don't want to take that road? Well, either way, he kind of first about the crowd thing. I'm about to make that point is that Either way you look at it, if I shave my head, I'm going with one crowd. If I keep it, I'm going with another. What do you mean by that? Because you're saying... In your your generation, there's no one looking like we're looking neat. That's not true. Who? I say the the kids that are raised right by their parents. Uh, Oh, so you weren't raised right? 
I'm saying I was raised right. I, that's right. It's not go. your fault. <laughs> that's the answer. You weren't raised right. No, I was. I he was, made the point the kids who were raised right. Well, that's they don't what have the generation's that. messed up is that, like, even my friends. No, don't try to clean it up. No, it's not your fault. I'm, I'm saying the parents messed them up. And huh? that's why there's not any individuals because everyone's clinging to trying to get something out of the generation because their parents, they feel they didn't, weren't loved enough or they were just spoiled. Yeah. And so now they're just reaching out. Your parents love you, okay? You raised me. so like, <laughs> like, But not like that. No, I'm, <laughs> but I'm still an individual because I still have my dreams and my passions and I'm doing what I want to do. You have dreams and passions? Yeah. Well, I have goals. I have goals. <laughs> you did a whole deep for your suffering. No, I'm playing. I'm joking. Well, hey, we'll come back to you. Individual. Yeah, that's right. You're definitely individual. Are you individual, sir? Too much. Absolutely. Oh, and, and, and why do you say that? Because most people don't like me. They don't like you? But I see a lot of your people wear those little ponytail things, too. That's true. In fact, at the gym, there's a guy at the gym looks just like you, and he got his hair all tied up. That's true. Is that individuality or, or group thinking? Well, mine stemmed from, um, I went through a long period of really, like, no showering and no cutting of my hair or beard. You used to not wash your hair? I, I didn't wash nothing. Oh. I was just, like, yeah. Yeah, I was really, That's uh... That's real one. <laughs> <laughs> and... Chris and I were talking about that this morning that a man shouldn't shower but one time a week and that's when you have to go to church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just woke up one day and my hair was just super long and my beard was super long and I was like, it's kind of like Jesus. So Kind of like Jesus? Yeah. Oh. And I was in a fallen state. And, and you didn't take showers either, right? Right. So exactly. I didn't have showers back then. Right. So I just felt like connected to the source. And then... <laughs> And then, because I was in a fallen state back then, women really liked it. So I was like, okay, let me just keep it. Yeah. Amazing. But, yeah. I'm def- but I will say, because you don't believe in the word like, it's just love and hate, that I know that I'm an individual because most people don't like me, but it's worth it because the people who do like me, I think, really love me for that. And even if they don't love me for doing that, they come up to me and say, well, I, like, remember when you said at your family, uh, when the, some of your family came and said, I am Republican, but I wasn't going to say it in front yeah. of the whole family. Uh. People would come up to me and say, I wasn't going to say it in front of everybody, but the fact that you stood on that really inspired me, and, and, and I want to do that too. Yeah. So that's almost worth it. Those few people that come up to you and say that that gave them courage, it's worth, like, yeah, everyone else. That's what individuals do. They encourage because there are some people, monster crowd, that want to be an individual, right? And because they didn't have parents that was individuals, they become weak like the parents. But there's that one that wants to see it. If they see it, that'll help. So we had this family reunion, and I was uh, attacked by the family because I was a, I'm a Republican, right? And they were going after me, but I stood strong. It was a whole bunch of them. And, and I stood strong, just like, because I give people the, the okay, you be what you are, that's fine. You want to be weak, I'm okay with that. But you can't tell me I got to be weak along with you, right? Because I noticed that group people, 
They can't stand for one person to stand alone. They all attack you. But I'm okay with you can be whatever you want. But I have the right to disagree, and I have a right to agree. And at my friend reunion, I just do it strong. And after the reunion was over and everybody was leaving, some other family member came over and they whispered to me, I'm, I'm a Republican too, but I ain't no way I was going to say it up in here. I'm like, what the? I done went through all the hell by myself. And y'all sitting in the crowd. And one, it were three of them. <laughs> and I had to fight all by myself. But that's what's going to happen. When you an individual, 99.99% of the time, you're going to stand alone. Think about Jesus Christ. He had a bunch of disciples around him, John and all those guys. But when trouble came, a lot of them didn't stand with him. They were afraid. They went in here. They did this. And they didn't speak up, right? When you And I'm going to tell you in a minute how to get there. But when you're truly an individual, you're going to have to stand alone. Blood, family, individuals, husbands, wives, they're going to turn against you. But because you're a true individual, you don't care. It doesn't bother you. It doesn't stop you from standing alone. And men, y'all need to be that way. God meant for y'all to be that way. You're supposed to not fit in with the wife and with the children and with, so that they can see the light and see the right way to go. That's your whole purpose. Christ never tried to fit in with anyone. And they attacked him like naughty going nos. Like, and they call them everything in the book. They even call them gay. Like, you gay. He's <laughs> like, no. <laughs> but the attacks because they're trying to make you fit. I'm looking at what's happening with Florida and, and, uh, and uh, Texas right now. They're like totally under attack by all the weak country, uh, states in this country, right? They ain't happy that two states decided, well, I'm going to do it this way. Uh-uh. You got to do it our way or no way. And they're, they're like trying to destroy these people. And I know why. But y'all need to wake up, all right? It's okay to be an individual. It's really okay. Yes, sir. Okay, let me take here and then I'll take you. Are you an individual? Yeah, I feel I am. Yeah. Have you always been? I've always stood out, but no, I used to uh, conform to what I believe people wanted me to be like. Or You would conform? Yeah, I would. And I would what conform. made you conform? Mm. Just, yeah, just being part of the crew or, you know, part of the group. Was it uncomfortable not conforming when you're afraid to stand alone? You know, I would want, I'd say sometimes you feel like you miss out on something, on experience or something or a group thing. But, yeah, it was, it was beta. It was, it was a lot of energy wasted. I remember yeah. old timers would tell me, like, you spend too much time trying to please everybody, you know? Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, I can do it. I can do it all. You know? And I look back, I wasted a lot of energy, a lot of t- wasted time. I should have put somewhere else. Yeah. Um, did, how did you feel about yourself trying to fit in? You know what I realized about individuals? God really, really used your talent to the fullest because you're willing to stand alone. 
and he bring out the best of you, whatever. I was reading about a uh, a guy that, I don't know, he like owned a liquor store or something. I forgot what it was. But he was an individual that stood alone, and he had a major impact on the rest of the world because he stood alone. God used him for other stuff, too. But if he had tried to fit in, he would just have been a liquor store owner. But he used him for mighty things. God cannot use people who want to fit in with the crowd. That's why the crowd go to hell. Because no, and there's no light in there. Zero light. Yes, sir. So at the time that you know you're trying to fit in, you're like, I'm a, this time I'm going to be weak. <laughs> no. no, but I, I was good at it. I think I was, I was raised like, I mean, I think my life made me, put me in situations from a young kid to just hurry up and blend in, you know, and moving, constantly moving, different schools and yeah. different, uh, you know, I know situations. one of the things that caused some kids to fit in is like in the family, if you're one of the children that mama can't control, she'll make you the enemy of the family. This is the bad child. He, he, he or she doesn't listen. You guys are the sweet children. Y'all listen to mama. And so sometimes it's hard for that one child that don't put up with it to hold on to their individuality, especially if the father's not there to protect them. I've seen that happen over and over and over again. Over and over. Uh, so they, can't, they tend to lose it at, when they're a child because the parents are patient. But you're coming back to yourself now? Yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah, big time. Amazing. Good, man. Yes, sir. And then uh, I'm gonna t- we're going to take the biblical question, then I'll tell you how to get there. All right? Well, I'll suggest. Yes, sir. Hey, thank you, Jesse. I'm a much better person from listening to all your messages. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I wanted to ask so that I can learn. There was a gentleman that was in the back here that was wearing one of your shirts, and he... I'm not sure exactly his point, but he, you said to him, well, why do you worry about what others think? But then the gentleman in the front row um, that said he just is okay with wearing his hair the way he wants, and he's okay with it. This one right here? The ran. He's the only one that's okay with it. Yeah, but but he's okay with that. And so my question is, why does he need to worry about what others think but the guy in the back row, you asked him, why would you worry about what others think about you? And then the man with the man bun, the one that I used to have, because I'm a former man bun man myself. What made you wear it when you used to wear it? Um, it was just uh, the, the freedom, the ability. The freedom? Yeah. It grew I and I just let it grow. I style hair. Yeah, but what about Samson and what about Samuel? Who is Samson? Samson is the guy that killed all the Philistines with his great strength. Where is Samson now? Well, he lived his life for Jesus or for God at that time. And so you wore your hair like that because Samson did it? No, I just wore it because I have the same. How you know Samson wore it in a bomb? Put up. No, 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 just just length. Just length and not cutting it, and I kind of. I know, but how do you know that Samson tied it in a in a ball like? No, no bun. Just that that's what I would do with it, and that young man seems to do that also. But just the fact that he has long hair, he's okay with it, 
and the the gentleman next to him also said he's okay with his hair being anything other than what you had suggested. There, who's right? Or I mean, when do you take the general consensus's thoughts about you, whether you should wear a man bun or long hair, or whether, like the gentleman in the back row, where you shouldn't worry about what anybody says to you? Good question. I tell you in a minute. I appreciate you, Jesse. I I love right you on. and thank you so much, brother. You're welcome, buddy. Yeah, we're going to end with that in a minute. Yes, Good sir. question, though. The young man in the uh, in the hat that had the head rag on last Sunday. And so, which is more comfortable, the hat inside the building or the head rag in the building? Either or. So, why did you take your head rag off with a hat today? I don't know. <laughs> are you an individual? Yeah. You are an individual? 100%. And, and how do you know? Uh, for the same reason that you said everyone hated me when I was in the fall state, they really did. Uh, and then now people hate me, but I just I don't know who I am. Why did they hate you in the fall state? They hated me in the fall state because I always just said what I was going to say. I did what I was going to do, how I was going to do it, whenever right. I was going to do it. And... They hated that. I mean, I never really cared. Like, even when I was in the fallen state, I, I always said that Trump was a good guy. And everyone really hated <laughs> They already hated me because I, uh, I said that I'm a proud, like, skinhead and, like, stuff like that. Like, <laughs> but they really hated me after that. So even when you were, when you were in the fallen state and you were wrong, you didn't care about that? Well, when I was wrong, you didn't care I, what people thought about it, even when you were wrong. All. No, not I didn't care. Why you didn't care if you were wrong? Because uh, uh, it, it was like I think I more liked being hated. I kind of oh, liked so it. it was more ego driven. Yeah, it was more ego driven. So that's not an individual. though. How? If he's ego driven, he's not an individual. Uh huh. <laughs> you little skinhead. <laughs> No, but I know, but I never. I'm cared. a proud skinhead. But, but I never, but I never cared if people agreed with me or not. But an individual doesn't mean you don't care about being wrong. You do care about being wrong. Oh, okay, I see your point. I mean, I still think I fought more for the truth. I just said things to sound like because I you were on an ego trip. Yeah, yeah. That's not individual. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I guess after I came out of the phone state, I was definitely an individual. How's your life going now? My life going now? Yeah. Is how's going great. how's uh, everything? I mean, everything is well. well yeah. I'm still alive. So you, you moved away from your mother again, right? What? No, mm-hmm. I... I, <laughs> what? No. I, I went back, but uh, I got fired from a job. This to move back to mama. <laughs> I'm trying to find another job. What, what happened to this one? Oh, I refused to wear a mask, so he fired me. Oh. He said I was a liability. Why you refuse to wear the mask on the job? Because I don't believe in it. I'm not going to do it. Oh. I'm not going to wear a mask ever. I don't like that. I can understand about the shot thing, but you didn't respect the boss enough to wear the mask at work? No. Oh. What do you think about that? Did he do the right thing? Yeah, he did. He did the right thing? I think that if he doesn't want to wear a mask, he shouldn't be forced to he wear one. He should just quit his job and be unemployed and move back home with mama. I think that they should mama. let him keep working even if he doesn't want to wear the mask. So what now? 
I, I think that they, they were wrong for firing him for not wanting to wear the mask. But if, is, it, is it a private company? Yeah, yeah. It's a Does a private company have a right to set its own rules? I, I have to disagree. Wait, let me talk to him for a minute, then I'll come back to you. This is your first time here? Yeah, it's my first time here. My name is Enrique. It's my friend Zahar. He invited me here. Oh, well, thank you for coming. Yes, thank you for um, having me. If it's a private company, does a private company have the right to do what it wants to do? Yeah, just like how restaurants and places, they don't let you in unless you have the mask because they own it and it's their rules. Yeah, it's their loss. But yeah. they have a right to it, right? Yeah, I don't know. I guess so. I mean, you're not sure if a private company have. Yeah, well, they do because they're the owners. They own it. So yeah. I don't. I'm not saying that they own you, but right. since you want to work for them, you're willingly going there. So you have to abide by their rules. Yeah, that's right. So let me ask: Is it, let's say you work for a private firm, and they said you have to wear a mask, right? And you said, "Well, I don't want to wear a mask." Well, if you want to work here, you got to wear the mask. Is it best to wear the mask and find another job and then leave? Or should you just quit your job, take off the mask, and run home to mama? Well, this is what I think. I, no, I work in construction. No, answer that for me first. Is it better to wear the mask or run to your mama? Well, wear the mask and quietly look for another job and leave that job and, and go to your new job that you don't have to wear the mask. Or should you just quit the job and run home and live with mama? Wait, hold on. Well, I think that if you're in if you're in need, like I would just do what they say, just rough it out. Who cares? Wear the mask. So it's not best to quit and run home to mama. No, it's not because if you. So need what do you think about your your friend quitting and running home and living with mama? They fired him. Yeah, they fired him. Right, but if he had worn the mask, they would not have fired him. Right, right. So what should he have done? If he had asked you, you know what, uh, what's your name? Enrique. Enrique. Yes. Um, my boss said, telling me that I need to wear a mask. I'm about to quit and go live with mama. <laughs> <laughs> what would you have recommended? Had he, you know, I would just, be like, just wear the mask, man. But I and, understand and wait, his point. Me, stay with me. No. Wear the mask and what? What? You would have told him what? I would have been like, just rough it out, wear the mask. But I understand why he doesn't want to wear it because it's... No, I understand that too. I totally understand it. But you would have recommended what? Just to keep the job because you need it. Right. Uh, thank you, man. How old are you? I'm 22. Now, any questions for me? Uh, yeah, I had a few questions in mind. Okay. Mine, but they're not related. That's fine. No, I don't want to run out of time. You're brand new, so. So I was just, like, uh, thinking, like, I I know I sin, and sometimes, like, it's premeditated. But and don't then, say what it is because the kids are here. Um, <laughs> meaning that you plan it before yeah, you do it. Yeah, and then I know in my head that I'm going to do something wrong, and I still do it. And, yes. then, and then when I ask God to forgive me, I just feel dumb. And then I just feel like I, God doesn't want to hear me because. I understand. I knew it was wrong, and I still did it. Everybody guilty of that. There's not one person on earth who is not guilty of that. You're absolutely right. And so you want to, what's your question about it? So, like, like, should I even, like, am I wrong for, like, begging for forgiveness when I knew it was wrong in the first place? Yes. So should I, what should I do? Do you have anger? Do I have anger in my heart? 
Yeah. Not so much anymore. I used to have a lot. Do you have anger? Not so much, no. Do you have anger? I, yeah, I do have anger, but right. not so and much. Did you know that any male that has anger is a female? Yeah. You knew you were a girl? Zahar told me that, yeah. He told you? Yeah. The one that runs home to mama. <laughs> <laughs> No, I got kicked out of my apartment. There was a lot for me to be angry about. You know, when you're wrong, you're just justifying it. No, I'm not being influenced. I just wear my hair like this because I want to do it. What? I heard your voice. Um, So any male that has anger is a female, right? And so what that means is you're judging, you're playing God, Right? And as long as you play God, you cannot help but do those things that you don't want to do. So the best way to overcome it, God said that we must repent. And what you're repenting of is playing God. So you got to go and forgive your mother for recreating you in her image because that anger came from her. And she made you her image. So when you go and just say, hey, mother, I'm sorry for resenting you. You know how you can't help yourself? You don't want to do the, the premeditated stuff, right? But you end up doing it anyway, right? Where your mother could not help herself. What she did to you, she, because she has hatred in her heart, her mother did it to her, her mother did it to her, and it's passed down from generations. So you need to realize, just like you cannot help yourself, your mother could not help herself. And so go and say, hey, I'm sorry for resenting you. I realize now, I can't help myself. I don't want to do the stuff I do, but I do. I realize you must, you know, you're going through the same thing. So I'm sorry for hating you for it. I'm sorry for being angry. And God will forgive you. Don't ask your mother for forgiveness. Don't apologize for anything that you have done because you could not help yourself. She recreated you in her image. And so she turned you away from your father and all that kind of stuff. And when you turn away from the father, you turn away from God. So just say, hey, mother, I'm sorry for resenting you what you've done. I realize now you couldn't help it. And if she said, oh, well, I'm going to forgive you too. Just say whatever. It, it, because it's hard for mothers to admit that they're wrong. But you forgive her, God will forgive you. He will take away that identity away from you and give you back your, yourself. And then all those things, you will get self-control over them and you won't have to do them after a while. They will just disappear. But it's a spirit and you cannot help it. And God will forgive you when you forgive your mother, and then you will come under self-control. It will happen because now you're back home with the father. Was you, were you raised by your father? Uh, no, nah, my dad was not in my life very much. Uh, and and uh, why wasn't he there? He had uh, his own issues, like addiction issues. Have you ever asked him? Nah. Why not? Because I don't see him anymore. Do you know how to find him? Um, no. You see the hell you went through with your mother? I'm sorry? Yeah, I see it. That's why your father left. He was dealing with that, too. He couldn't handle your mother because your mother is his mother. You become attracted to what you hate, and every woman you get involved with is mama. So when your father left, he didn't leave you. He left your mother. He loved you. I would suggest you find him and just ask, hey, why don't you stay there and protect me from her? Why did you leave? And that would cause you to forgive him. And your whole world will start to change. Really. It will, all that stuff you don't want to do, the premeditated stuff, it'll just disappear in due time. But the most important thing is that your heart would be of love and not of hate. And it's love that would change it. 
we'll change that for me. That makes sense? Yeah. Are you living with your mother now? Yeah. How old are you? I'm 22. You, and why are you still living with her? Because I don't have enough money to move out yet. And why would you get two jobs? Why don't I get two jobs? Yeah. Uh, I do have two jobs. Well, why don't you get an apartment if you have two jobs? I could. I really could. But I, I want to buy a house. No. Go move. Because if you stay with mama, she's never going to let you buy a house. And if you're uh, fortunate enough to buy a house, she's going to move in with you. Yeah. You know that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and every woman you get involved with, she's going to cuss them out. I don't like her. Yeah. She's nasty. She's yeah. just, I don't like the way she treats you. She become your girlfriend. Your mama would be your lover. You know that? Yeah. See, and you like all that? No. So, why don't, well, I would tell you to move in with him, but he ain't going to keep a job. You don't want that trouble. <laughs> no, 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 but look. You don't want that trouble at all. No, no, uh, uh, that's, no. Actually, that's actually not, unconstitutional. That's none of their business, my health. What? Like, they, they can't ask about my health. Like, if I walk into a store and I say, I have exemption, they have no business of don't asking about my exemption. <laughs> uh, all right. So, listen. I highly suggest, before you move, well, I suggest you get your apartment first. Secretly find yourself a little bachelor. Where you live? I live in the valley, Sun Valley. Okay. Find yourself a little bachelor apartment. You know, nice little place, nothing expensive. And, and go and get it and then tell your mother, hey, I resent you and I'm sorry for it. And go move out, whether she like it or not. You're not her husband. You're not a boyfriend. You don't owe her anything. But be grateful that you're still alive. You can get away. And move out and take your time, pay your rent, save up 10% of your money, and God will bless you. You will have a home. But you will learn so much about life. You will grow up. You become responsible. That nature in you that God gave you to develop, the pressure of life will cause you to grow. You're never going to grow under mama. You got to get away. What do you think about that? I think you're right. Yeah. Men are supposed to deal with issues. You're supposed to leave at 18. You're supposed to have it hard because that's how you grow with the father. That's, he gave you that on the inside to help you grow into a man. But as long as you stay under mama, you would never grow, and she would keep you there. She would never let you leave. She would make up all kinds of excuses. Mama's sick. Eventually she'll get sick, and now you're stuck. At least you think you are. I see 60-year-old men older living with mama and that same thing happen. So you got to get out, all right? So get yourself an apartment. Okay. You could afford an apartment if you had two jobs. I know I could afford it, but I know that if I, if I get an apartment, that's all my money. And I just want to, like, take my money right now and invest it and then make more money. But if I had an apartment, I feel like I would just be broke all the time. No, stay out of your head. That's not true. The only way you'll be broke that you have a roommate that will quit his job. <laughs> <laughs> and now you got to pay his bill, too. And, and then you're going to get irritated. <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, get your own place. Save 10% and you can't go wrong. I'm a witness to that. You, can't, you don't need a degree and all that crap. You just need to work, have self-control. All right? Okay. Yeah, get out because she's not going to let you leave if you stay longer. Oh, yeah, no. I know she, my mom does not want to be alone. Yeah. You are her boyfriend. 
Did you know that? Yeah, she doesn't have a husband, so. Yeah, you're the husband. Yeah. So get out of there while you can. Are you doing the silent prayer? Uh, I pray, yes. Are you doing the silent prayer? What's that? Oh, you don't know about it? I don't know about it. Oh, okay. It's a silent prayer that God said, when you pray, be still and know him. Because it's not about all this emotions and passion and all that crap. That'll kill you. He would be, he wants you to be still so he can take over and cause you to overcome all of that. Like meditation? Well, you don't want to meditate. Uh, they, we, they'll tell you how to get it. I'm surprised. Mama boy didn't tell you about that. He told you about everything else, right? But you don't want to meditate. You want to be still and just observe the thoughts. You are not your thoughts. All right? You're not your thought. Every thought is a lie. And so what God wants to do is bring you out of the darkness into the light. His voice is a quiet, still, voiceless voice. And Satan talked to you. He's the one telling you, oh, you want to stay at home with mama, buy yourself a house. That's Satan lying to you. That's a setup, right? But God wants you to be still so he can guide you. And, and he owns everything. And once you become his son, he'll take care of you. He'll make a way out of no way. So do the silent prayer dot video and so you can come out of your head. But you got to face your mother. Yes. And if she start yelling, crying, blaming your daddy, blaming the cat, if she fall out and die, you just like, wow, mama did. She did. And, and take the insurance and buy your house with that. Are you the only child? No, I have two br- other brothers. I'm yeah, the don't child. tell them about the insurance money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. But you got to get out. All right? Okay. Any, you disagree with any aspect of that? Uh, I agree with you. Yeah, get out, man. And make sure you stay at work. If they, don't want, if they want you to wear a mask, you might not agree with it, but wear it, quietly find another job if that's what you want to do. Don't quit your job and run home to mama and make up excuses. All right? Thank you, sir. We'll walk home to mama. <laughs> or drove home to mama. Um, all right. Do you, any other questions you have? No. Yeah. Overcome the anger because it's abnormal for male to have anger. Any male that has anger is a female. That's why God said, there will come a day when I return the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. It's time for you to return to the father so you can develop into manhood instead of womanhood. All right? All right. Thank you. Right. You're welcome. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad Don't to let be him here. move in with you. Yeah. You see, that's trouble. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got to do this. Uh, I got to get to the biblical question because in reality, this is like over almost. What was the biblical question for this week? Me for last week? Yeah. What is a man? Oh, yeah. What is a man? Happy Manhood Month, by the way. Y- y'all know August is manhood, right? Yeah. So uh, this young lady here want to answer, what is a man? And then I come to you. Okay. I can't wait to hear this either. Um, when I first heard your question, what is a man? I think like, you know, um, someone that's honest, courageous, brave, strong. 
a leader. That was your first thought? Yes. And then your second thought was what? I mean, I'm sticking to that. Oh, okay. And so what is a man? That's what I think a man is. Repeat that, I'm sorry. A man that is honest, courageous, brave, a leader. And what does it mean to be honest, for a man to be honest? That follows God, that follows the truth, that does the right thing. Okay. Yeah. Kelly, what is a man? Uh, it's someone who loves God more than anything. Okay. Amazing. Uh, you had your hand to answer that, right? Yes, sir. Oh, sorry. I was almost in a car accident yesterday. And yesterday? With, uh, and I was with my friend Omar. He's about twice my size, and he's black. He's he fat, black. too? He's black. Oh. He's black. And he's double my size. And we almost oh, got an accident. extra fat? <laughs> what? No. We're, we're trying to get to the gym. Oh. So he's listening right now. He's listening right now. But Y'all he's had an accident while going to the gym? He, he's, we're going we're to go to the gym together, but right now... He is literally out in front of the post office taking a nap. Well, that's what fat people do. Yeah. I tried to get him to come to church, but he, he wanted to at least stay with him with the air conditioning on. Yeah, he need rest. Yeah, because he got so scared about the car accident, almost the car accident. Right? Well, they just honked at us. I didn't honk. They honked at me, and then I stopped immediately. I backed up a little bit, and they just went around me. But I okay. had to tell him, be still, maybe like 20 times. <laughs> For it, well, like, I mean, just for, be still. We didn't get into an accident. Chill out. That's right. Well, thank you for interrupting me to tell me that. <laughs> okay, sorry. I really need to I'm out of time. That's exactly what I need to hear. Uh, did you have a question? Yeah. Oh, if I had a question? Yeah. Are you an individual? No. You're not? No. And how do you know you're not? Because when I'm around people who I see are doing wrong things, say I'm invited to a party or something, it's someone's birthday, I just sit there and be quiet, get along, to not ruffle feathers. Maybe uh, sometimes I'll say something a little bit honest, and some people hear it and they accept it, but I don't, I don't let it go too far. We're not ready to hear it. If they wanted to know the truth, would you tell them then? Yes. Oh, okay. But it's just hard to... Agree or disagree in the situation? They just get so angry with me, and then they're going to kick me out, so. Uh, do you care about that? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Right on. So, uh, okay. Nice. Yes, ma'am. Just the initial question that I had about um, what about people that are, like, pushing too much to be go against, like, for example, the mask situation, I see it as something that it's completely egotistical um, in my eyes. Right. And I do not, I understand the individuality. Like, even the way he was saying, oh, the Constitution, it's just like, it sounds so like. What um, is a man? Logical. Um, a man, to me, it's my husband. <laughs> what? My husband. <laughs> you believe your husband is a man? Yeah, I do believe my husband. So you trust him? Yeah, I'm trusting. Yeah, I trust. You trust him. your husband? Yeah, I trust him now. You trust your husband? Yep. You trust your husband? Yes. <laughs> Why I let you lie? Yeah, I trust him now. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't look like I'm lying. <laughs> no, you do trust him now. Yeah, I do trust him. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I used to not trust him, but I am in a place where I. God is showing me more and more. So when you did not trust, trust him, was he a man then? 
Uh, it didn't depend. I think he he was a man. I just I was. When you did not trust him, was he a man? Yeah, he was. So why didn't you trust the man then? Because I was afraid. You were afraid to trust the man? Yes, I why? was. Because I was never shown that type of man. Like, I never, I never grew up with, well, I didn't grow up with my father. And, and I so never saw that. When he was being a man, you didn't believe he was a man? I didn't trust it, that that was right. I thought oh, okay. I had, like, idea of, like, oh, no, I know better. I want the control. And I had to let go of the control. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. God bless you, man. Thank you for being a man. That's not <laughs> but easy. God has shown me that Let me, many times that I have to listen to him. Even when I'm thinking, oh, I know better. Right. Every time I Do you think obey that, him now? Yes. Every All time the time? I, yes. All the time? Yes. Not at night? <laughs> yes. Okay. Let me do it because of time. I want to answer that question. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to. Um, first of all. And Kelly's right. A man is one that loved God with all his heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else. More than he loved himself, his wife, his children, anything of the world. Because if you love anybody or anything more than God, you will be controlled by that. That is your God. And if you notice, when the world wants to control you, the first thing they do is take away whatever's important to you. They threaten you. I mean, you're going to take you can't fly on a plane. You can't eat at a restaurant. You can't have your children. You can't have this or that because they know that they're, they're more important than God himself and you will be unwilling to let that go so they can enslave you. So you have to love God with all your heart, soul, and might. And so, um, and the way to become an individual, here's what I suggest, do what you want, right? You got to learn to sit still. In stillness, all things are made to be. God, the light of God lives within us, and God loves us, and he lives in us. He's not in the Bible. He's not in the schools. He's not over there, over there. He's with us, within us. The light of God, enter into everyone that's born into this world is born of the light. But because you're traumatized in the home, the light goes out because you become angry, right? And so you start to live in the darkness. And you escape into your imagination. And when you're in your imagination, that's why God said, bring every thought into captivity. All thoughts are lies all the time. And so when you learn to sit still, in stillness, God is taking away from the intellectual knowledge crap and from the Bible stuff knowledge. Because the Bible people into theology, into theology, the intellectual into science and all the dumb stuff they're into, and they are into passion and emotions. Even with the, with the Bible thumper people, they have to become emotional. At church, they have to hoop and holler in the morning. They sing loud and they pray in tongues and they they have to build up some form of emotions, right? All that is ego. It has nothing to do with God. And you will never, ever, ever become an individual by overreacting to anything. Emotions are evil. They don't work. No matter if they're hallelujah emotions or intellectual emotions uh, from the world. It don't work. It's in stillness. God would bring you back to individuality because he would cause you to love him 
with all your heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else. You can't make yourself be that way. You cannot make yourself become perfect. And you're supposed to be perfect as the Father in heaven is perfect. And if you're his son or his daughter, if you sit still, you will be made to be perfect. He'll take away all the the passion and emotions, and you will become a dispassionate person, which is perfect love. And in perfect love, you will be yourself. You, will, you wouldn't even attempt to fit in with the crowd. As a matter of fact, you can't fit, even if you tried to fit in, your nature, which is under the nature of the Father now, would not allow you to fit in with the crowd. You, you wouldn't be able to help yourself. Because now you're back with the Father. You were not born that way. You were not born to fit in with the crowd. You were made that way where you were turned away from the Father, and the world became your God. And that's why you go along to get along. It's hard to be honest with people because you have hatred in your heart. He will change your heart, but you've got to be still and let him take all that stuff away. He will bring you out of your thoughts because they're not your own. Every thought is a lie. He will change the heart first, and you still find yourself drifting off sometimes into thoughts. You'll find yourself doing some things that you don't want to do. Don't judge it, because it's the heart that he cares about first. Then he'll clean up the stuff, and you will look around one day, and you will be you. You will remember, oh, I used to be this way when I was a kid. I remember not getting angry. I remember not taking things personally. As a kid, kids don't think, take things personally until they are made to be angry. You're going to come back to that. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. He will bring all things to your remembrance. You already know the truth. You just forgot when you became angry. And so you got to learn to be still. And, and if you notice, and then I got to end this. If you notice, Satan always try to talk to you out of being still. The last thing the enemy wants is for you to be still and allow God to take over your life again. He doesn't want that. God is in you, and he will shine through you. You are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. It's just you've been turned away from your father with anger. You will come back to that. So when Satan tells you, you don't have time this morning, you got to go to work, oh, you're so tired, don't fall for it. That's not your voice. That's not the voice of God. So if you want to become yourself, you got to learn to sit still. All right? And you will get past, you will grow from it, and you will become yourself again. And, and that's what's needed in this world. God doesn't want everybody to be the same. We're not the same. Who, I mean, it doesn't even make sense that you should be the same. Everybody's different. You have a different purpose. But it all works together for the good. But it's not the same. It just works together for the good. What do you think about that, Doug? Which part? Being still and coming back to yourself. Yeah, I think that's that's the key to almost all of life. I it, I learned that to I I heard it from you first, but I really learned it um, training people. Yeah, and then maybe even teach showing them physically showing them how to do it in in front of people. You better be calm, but a little bit, right? Yeah. You got to calm way down just to just to be able to show somebody you can do something. And um, I physically doing stuff has helped me really kind of learn how to calm down in those moments where usually you're 
going crazy in your head. And when you are still and you have a great talent and you're around a bully or a bunch of bullies, they can't take your talent away. You won't hand it over and be subject to them. I've seen it so much, it's crazy. And I used to wonder why I thought this person had a talent. I thought they were going to be a benefit to the company, right? Because it's something new. But they don't. And I can always tell when the bully got them because their attention is on the bully. Even in my meeting, my staff meeting, I can tell when the bully got the wheat. Because I can ask a question in the meeting, and instead of the, the wheat talking to me, they're talking to the bully. I'm like, do you know what road you're going down? Oh, yes, I'm going down. They're talking to the bully. And I'm like, what, the, what happened? Do the silent prayer, all right? Because the enemy is always busy. Stay with the prayer. And once you're back with the Father, no one can take it away. Because you love him more than your anything or anyone. And so if somebody try, let's say you go into a divorce, and some woman say, oh, I'm going to take the kids away from you. Okay, you can have them. Take them. Isn't there, isn't there somewhere in the Bible where they had to cut the child in half? And, and who said that? And so I said, no, don't cut him in half. No, the woman said don't cut him in half. The, the woman said, mom. huh? The real mom said don't cut the baby Let him have it. Yeah. Half. That's right. And so men, when these women try to take your children, okay, you can have them. Bye. Let them have them. Go make some more babies by somebody else. No, I'm playing. Don't make any more babies. I'm just joking. <laughs> but don't spend money in courts. Don't get in a lawyer because a lawyer is just going to rip you off. And the court's going to make you pay for everything. You know what I mean? But just leave it over to God, stay with Him, and He'll bring your children back to you. He'll come back to you. All right? Don't fight the devil over them. Let them have them. Because they're going to get screwed up anyway. Love God with all your heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else, and you'll be fine. It'll work out. It's a spiritual battle. But you've got to stay with the silent prayer. Satan talk a lot of people out of doing it. They'll do it for a while. Oh, I feel so good. Life is so good. And then they stop. And now they're back in, in the imagination. Really. Nothing has really changed except they went back into darkness. Imagination is not good. Bring every thought. And in, in into captivity. And above ourselves, self, we can do nothing. Can you imagine? Then I'm done. Then I'm done, Kelly, I promise. <laughs> Satan has convinced the Bible thumpers that you could be of God and still sin. Smoke on that one. <laughs> Here you are, you're in sin and you're suffering, depressed, suicidal thoughts, anxiety, and worry, kids messed up. And, and somebody said, hey, come over to the Lord. You know, you meet a, a sweet preacher or, or, or some dumb preacher, right? And they say, confess Jesus. Come to Jesus. You'll be fine. And you're like, really? You're like, yeah. Oh, I accept Jesus. Do you believe Jesus died? Yes. Praise the Lord. Do you believe he rose? Yes. And you're saved. And then you're all happy. You go home and tell mama you've been saved in the blood. And then the next few days, you're like, what the, what the, I still feel anxiety and worry. What happened? Well, everybody's sin. Well, why did I switch God if I'm still going to be the same person? God said, be perfect as I am perfect. Be holy. And you will, but it got to happen in stillness. 
You got to let go. We can't do anything of ourselves. All right? Smoke on it. Do what you want with it. But you got to be still. The light is inside of you, and the light will live through you. Your soul is the light of God. His soul is the light of you. He'll work through you, meaning. Your soul is the light of God. And the last thing Satan wants is the light to shine through. And if everybody looking like everybody else and acting like everyone, ain't no light. Where's the light? All right? Anyway, last word. You had, I'm sorry, last word. That may, anybody disagree with that? Sit still. I'm telling you, everything you are, everything you need, everything you want, the kingdom of heaven is inside of us. God said it. Christ said the kingdom of heaven is, is within. It's not on the outside. All right? Yes, sir. No, uh, I just want to ask because you had said that um, a real man will allow the world to take everything away from them and not care because he knows. No, that I said a real man would love God with all his heart and soul. And so if the world tried to take your take stuff, you're not intimidated it, about it. Yeah, that's it what I mean. It won't cause you to shut down. Yeah, yeah. So I, w- I want to ask you, if I'm losing job to job because I refuse to wear the mask, how is that not doing that? Because eventually you're on an ego trip, man. No, no, no. No, it's not an ego trip. That doesn't make sense to take off your mask and go home and live with mama. How old are you? No, I mean, but if go live in your car. If you that bold, live in your car. No, that's what I'm saying. So if I live in a park one day, and then if I if I that's get a hotel, crazy. What? It's crazy. Yeah, for you to take off a mask, it's not like they're telling you to put something in your body. It's a difference. But you got a mask on your face, man. You wear a head rag. <laughs> you can wear a mask rag for eight hours. Huh? Well, then, then I just, then. What if you didn't have a backup plan? So now? What if you didn't have a plan to go with the bomb? You know? Right. No, I do. I do have a backup plan though. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, if I if if my mom was dead, I would just go live in a park. But you're not. You live with mom. Well, no, it's because some days I live at her house. Some but days see, I, go I want do the silent prayer so you can have logic. You don't have any logic. You quit a job I, unnecessarily. I didn't quit. They fired me. I, and right, because you disobeyed the boss. Well, no, I asked him, is my work good? He's like, it's more than good. It's great. And then, so I said, why am I getting... But, but I just You're justifying you. it. Listen, you should have worn the mask, even if you didn't agree with it, quietly found another job, and then, Mr. Barr, thank you for this job. I totally appreciate it. I really, really do appreciate it. I just don't agree with the math, so I have another job, but I really appreciate it. And in that appreciation, God will open up so many opportunities for you. But you got all ticked because the man wants you to wear a mask, and you quit. You show a lack of appreciation for the job. You show a lack of appreciation for yourself. You didn't use logic at all. You went with emotions. Uh Uh-huh. Now you look crazy. What do you think about that? Uh, your friend will help you. He'll help you see it. So what now? Let it have a mic, Chris. Like, that was a good idea. Just, like, if he doesn't want to wear the mask, just, like, rough it out with the mask and then just look for another job where you may not have to wear one. That's right. But he's grateful to the boss for hiring him. He's grateful to God for making the opportunity come. Allow the opportunity, right? So he's showing appreciation. And so he may not agree with the mask. He has a right to disagree with the mask, but he doesn't have a right to have an attitude like that. 
All right, the boss have a right to say you have to wear a mask at the business. And that's what life is all about. That's what caused you to grow. Amazing. Anyway, Chris, Doug has raised his hand. Should I or shouldn't I? What do you think, Chris? Doug is raising his hand. I find that hard to believe. He wants to. Uh, the one that's going to talk about me when I go over. Yeah. All right, uh, this is your fault. I was just thinking about, I forget his, what's your name? Zahar. Zahar. Um, what if you had your own business yeah. and you had to hire a couple people and you made a policy or, you know, a rule for your workers and then maybe they thought it was trivial rule, why do I have to do this? And one of them didn't do it. What would you do? Doesn't matter. Uh, no, don't give him. Yeah, now he want to have a long. What kind of rule? It, it's a rule point for is your that company. You made a rule, and now one of your one of your workers is not following that rule. There you go. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> so, so listen. I highly recommend be still and know God. We are not in charge of anything. When we're in that fallen state, Satan is our daddy. We're not in control then. We overcome it. God is our daddy. We're not in control then. Only ego people think they're in control. We're not in control of anything. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. And of ourselves, we know nothing. I highly recommend you do the silent prayer and stay with it. And, and if someone else don't want to do it, wish them well. Let, okay, you don't have to. Fine. No sweat off your back, right? Let them do what they want, but you stay with the Father. And it's going to Bless you, like not going north. I want to tell y'all this quick story. Uh, we have an entrepreneur program, and I mentioned this before. It's my last time, I think. Uh, so I've been encouraging young men to start their own businesses. And about 10 years ago, there was a young man who came, and he's like, oh, I heard you say a man should have a business. It, all people can't own businesses, but you can always save and invest and do that. And and he's like, okay, I want to start a business, but I'm a little nervous about it. I have a job. He had a job. And I said, okay, but do a business. And I gave him a copy of the seven guaranteed step. And I said, follow these steps. You can't go wrong. And so he did. And so the other night he called me. He's like, Jesse, I'm really doing amazing with my business. I'm like, yeah, what's going on? He has like three or four employees. I'll verify. And he's paying each one of his employees $90,000 a month. I mean, a year. 90000 And I'm like, why are you paying them so much? I'm making so much money. And so he needed that to have sense, right? And so he, he eventually left that job. He followed those steps, meaning he did a silent prayer. He gave good service. When employees complained, he didn't take it personally. He wanted the customer to be happy. He saw what's unreasonable or not, right? But he followed those steps. He didn't compare himself to others. He didn't try to be like anyone else. And now he's, he's paying his employees $90,000 a year. And I can barely pay my employees $8. No, I'm playing. I mean, an hour. No, I'm playing. But the point is, get this. He black. He black. He black. And he doesn't have a degree. But what he has is a relationship with the Father. 
You can do it. It's in us. All of us to do it. Men and women is in you. But you got to let the anger go. You don't need a stupid degree. You don't need to go to college. Go if you want, but always work for yourself. Even if you go to college, always have a job so you can be independent. Save your money. Stay with the silent prayer. And God will open up things for you. Things that come out of nowhere. All right? Do what you want, but that's what I highly recommend. My new biblical question is. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. What does that mean? The wages of sin is death. Uh-huh. Oh, but you can't help us sin. That's the biblical question. I don't have time to ask anyone what they think because we're out of time. Thank you so much for being with me. Listen, the men's conference is next weekend. That's amazing. Next Saturday, we're going to, if the Lord is willing and the creek don't rise, we're going to be in Orlando, Florida uh, at the men's conference Saturday night, the 14th. And then that Sunday morning, we're having church in Orlando. We will be screaming the church service, but the church service in Orlando, Florida, that Sunday morning. So for the ladies, if you want to be a part of the church service, that's fine. But you cannot. And so we husband, if you bring your wife to the men's conference, because it happens every time, you want to send her back outside somewhere. She can't be a part of it. But church service, she can. Go to rebuildingtheman.com. Thank you for your support. Donate to the church and the programs and everything. I definitely appreciate it. Any other announcement, Hermes? Okay. Um, and ladies, we're having a women's forum the third Thursday night of the month. We should be back for that. All right. Okay. So do the silent prayer. Do what you want. Do the silent prayer, and God will cause you to change. He will bring you back to yourself. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a good week. Amazing. And so we're coming with the donation. If you be quiet, we'll get it done just like that.